This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sea Change is Ireland's national programme dedicated to ending mental health stigma and discrimination. And next week, they'll launch their 10th annual Green Ribbon campaign, inviting people to wear a green ribbon to show others that you're willing to talk about mental health. Dara Fleming, who is a Cork author and freelance writer, is an ambassador for Sea Change Ireland. And he joins me ahead of next week's uh, launch. Good morning to you, Dara. Hi, Patricia. How are you? I'm very well and you're very welcome uh, to the programme. Now, I suppose if I can take you back um, to, I suppose, a very sad time in your life. Your introduction to mental health was at the age of 17 when, sadly, your best friend uh, took his own life. What effect did that death have on you personally, Dara? Uh, Yeah, I mean, so as you said, like it was my introduction to mental health. So before that moment, I'd never even heard what mental health was. Like, it wasn't really talked about at all in school at the time. So my introduction was tragic. And, you know, it taught me how serious an impact uh, poor mental health can have on you. Like, you can take your life in in certain circumstances. And then for me, um, I was grieving for a long time. And I thought what I was experiencing was grief. But it actually had morphed into quite a severe depression. And for a long time... It wasn't even so much that I was feeling sad all the time, but I couldn't feel anything. So I couldn't feel anger, sadness, happiness, excitement. It was just total numbness for um, quite a long time uh, because of the the repercussions of, you know, uh, breathing uh, such a tragic death. And then eventually I was in third year college and I just had a panic attack on the street on a night out. Uh, Just when I was with my friends, had a huge panic attack. And it was at that point that I realized there was something going on that I wasn't addressing. I was, I was ignoring it for, for sure. So at that point, once I had the panic attack, uh, it kind of woke me up to like realizing I needed to reach out for help. So I did started going to counseling and kind of got back on the road to getting to a better place mentally. Well done. And and at the time when you were struggling with, with all of those issues, did you talk to any of your friends at the time? No, I mean, I think, like, so we're talking now, I was, when I started going to counselling, I was 20, so from 17 to 20, like, I did talk to my friends about Irby and about his death and how I was struggling with that, like, you know, in the in the aftermath, the direct aftermath, like, six months after, but I think people naturally started to move on with their lives as, as you, you have to, but I never could, and I kind of felt, I suppose, ashamed of that for a long time and was stigmatising myself, and I, I just felt like, 
there was something wrong with me and I felt that there shouldn't be. So it was very hard for me to open up um, once the first, the, you know, the grieving period had passed and I still wasn't feeling great. It was, it was very hard to, to open up, but eventually I did. And I think the hardest thing for me was actually telling my parents that I needed to go to counseling because again, I was stigmatizing myself and I thought they'd, you know, they'd see me differently or they'd be disappointed, but like, the opposite was true they were the most supportive and they understood so I think that that self-stigma was a problem and still is a problem to an extent where you think because I guess societal values and how we've treated mental health and mental illness is that you kind of believe that there's something wrong with you when it's a totally normal thing to happen yeah and you go through that whole thing there's only me there's nobody else going through what what I'm uh, going through and and would I be right as well in saying Dara because you were a young man it's almost like we're conditioned to believe you know big boys don't cry and men need to be stronger is that all part of it as well definitely an aspect of it and I mean like I went to an all boys school so I think it's even heightened in those um, scenarios because you know you're you're kind of brought up to not cry when you're feeling sad, let alone like deal with more complex emotions. So I think there's definitely an element of like men are meant to kind of keep the chin up, be extremely stoic and just push through. And, you know, I mean, mean, sometimes that works for men, but it's not the most healthy way to deal with emotion. I think the best way to deal with emotion and to deal with your mental health is to talk openly about it. And once I got to a point where I was feeling more comfortable with myself, that's what I've been doing for the last seven years, just talking openly writing openly just discussing mental health issues as uh, authentically as I can because I think that's the that's the most effective way to encourage other people to do the same well done well done and and are you also and have you noticed over those years that you have opened up that because you're so open to talking about your own battles with mental health that others feel more comfortable talking to you personally for sure yeah I think like I, I've, I've talked about this quite a lot recently actually um there's what like once you talk about it you you automatically uh, signpost to other people that this is a place you can come to talk about your mental health issues because you're talking about it so for sure like I run a blog called Thoughts Too Big and that's just all about mental health and you know I get messages on the daily just people either you know they recognize what I've been going through or it resonates with them and they don't feel alone and then they tell me what they've been going through and it's really really positive because people don't feel alone anymore and I think it's it's probably the the most significant uh, thing I've noticed about talking is that people no longer feel alone which is fantastic Mm. and that's what we need to do isn't it we need to have more of these conversations because by having these conversations we're we're normalizing it's something exactly. that, that should be normalized. Yeah, and I, exactly. And that's why, you know, I got involved with uh, organizations like Sea Change because that's their whole thing is to normalize the conversation around mental health and mental ill health. So, like, the fact that, you know, the Green Ribbon um, campaign is exactly, that's the exact purpose of it is to just, you see the Green Ribbon, you ask about it, you have a conversation about mental health. It's really natural. And it just make it doesn't make it feel like, it's a conversation you shouldn't be having, which I think over the last, you know, 10 years ago when Irby died, I think it always felt like a conversation that was like taboo. Yeah, I mean, it was only last week, I think, or the week before on the programme, I was speaking with a, a psychiatrist, just can't remember the gentleman's name, uh, but we were talking about the CAM service and, and how the 
d- delays with young people getting into to cams, etc. Uh, but the, when we were having the conversation, I was making the point that if I have, you know, God forbid, I got a kidney infection in the morning and I ended up going to the doctor and ended up being put on an antibiotic, I can openly <laughs> come into work and say to everyone, oh, I'm on an antibiotic for my kidney infection. But yet, so, I, I, would I as easily come in and say, oh my God, I'm really struggling with mental health at the moment. I'm on antidepressants. We, we don't openly and, and there should be nothing wrong with saying I need a bit of help at the moment. Absolutely. And I think like that's I think you've, you've kind of nailed where the gap in what work needs to be done. Like we're, we are getting better as a society of having these conversations, you know, like just far more uh, people openly talk about mental health. But there still is that stigma, especially in the workplace where it's like you can't actually like you don't feel like you can say you're struggling with your mental health because there might be repercussions or there might be, you know, you might be treated differently. And that's still a a big problem in society for sure. I've noticed, and maybe it's only me, I think young people, I mean, certainly secondary school pupils today and the young people going to college, they seem to be getting much better at talking about either their own mental health or a family member's mental health. Would you agree? Absolutely. Like I think, you know, as I said, like over the last 10 years, I think it's been night and day in terms of like it wasn't talked about at all. And now it's talked about everywhere. It's it's a really like positive space. And I think, you know, these things can't change at the snap of a finger or overnight. But you can see it in the generations that like younger people are more open to talking about it. And it's fantastic. And that does bleed into the older generations. Like I, I know parents and my own parents are more comfortable talking about mental health because I've talked about it or younger people have talked about it. It's become more uh, prominent in society to be able to talk about it. So it does bleed into the older generations as well, which is also very important. Okay, for people who've never heard about this Green Ribbon campaign, as I mentioned, it's in its uh, 10th year. Just explain what it is and how it works. So the Green Ribbon campaign, the launch is in uh, Mallow on the 6th of September, which is next Tuesday from 11 to 1 in the Hibernian Hotel. Uh, the launch is free to attend. You just have to sign up on the website. But essentially, the green ribbon, you're given a little green ribbon. There's a, And then each uh, year, there's a different theme about what the conversation's around. And this year, the theme is shame. So basically, the green ribbon comes with like a little information card and it gives you advice on how to like start conversations about shame, how to deal with shame. And there's like tons of resources around C-Chain. So like essentially, the campaign is an awareness campaign to you know, encourage people to openly talk about mental health and arrange a specific theme, as I said. So this year is shame, which I think is really important. As I said, like in in my own experience, shame played a a big part. And I think it plays a big part in a lot of people's mental health struggles. So we're just trying to start a conversation and again, normalise the conversation around mental health. And shame, I assume, Dara, stops people going forward to get help. Yeah, like in, in my experience, and I've heard hundreds of people kind of say similar it, it, it does prevent you from seeking help whether it's like you need to go to a gp or go uh, go to therapy because because you feel ashamed of yourself or there's a an element of shame a chapter uh, attached to how you're experiencing what's going on there's a reluctance to admit that there's something wrong at least in, in my experience that's definitely how it felt and would you say dara the first protocol is your gp if if you are struggling yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely uh, GP first. I mean, that's probably the most direct route, but there's also like, you know, there's a lot of counselling service, like the core counselling service, for example, mymind.org. If you go on to seechange.ie, there's signposting for 
dozens of organizations where you can get help. But I mean, if you're unsure, I would definitely go to the GP and they, they'll point you in the right direction as well. OK, and you're part of the launch. You're going to be attending the launch next Tuesday in, in the Hibernian Hotel? Yeah, so I'll be there on the 6th and uh, I'll be talking, um, I think, towards the end. It's just a two-hour event, so I'll be I'll be giving a 10-minute a talk towards the end. And then if you can't make it on the 6th, there's also another event called Together at the Castle in uh, the Mallow Castle at 1 to 5 p.m. on uh, Sunday the 11th. So I know uh, Tuesday might work for people who yeah. are working, but Sunday the 11th, um, it's also a completely free event. You can just show up. Yeah, and that's for, for all ages. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I've, I've seen posters around town uh, for it and people can find out more at seachange.ie uh, forward slash uh, Green Ribbon and it will be terrific uh, for throughout the month of September to see lots of people just walking around wearing a little green ribbon because it's just an indication to others that you, you can freely talk to me about your own mental health and I'll share with you uh, what I'm thinking on, on my uh, mental health. And just Dara, while we have you on because as I introduced you, you are uh, an author. You had your second book of poetry out in the summer how do, how, poems that were written on trains but weren't written about trains that made me smile <laughs> uh, tell me about your, your poetry uh, yeah so that book of poetry I did a, a nine week solo travel trip around Europe um, towards the end of last year uh, so essentially each poem was written on a different train I was, I was kind of interrailing primarily so each poem was written uh, on a different train about a different experience in a different city and the book itself, if you read it from like cover to cover, also is kind of a narrative of what went on in that trip. So it's like it was a really fun uh, project to work on, and uh, the the feedback's been fantastic. So I'm really I'm really proud of it. Terrific, terrific, well done. And you're writing a book at the moment. Uh, well, actually, I just finished. Uh, it's a collection of essays on mental health called Lonely Boy. We actually just revealed the cover today. I mean, my publisher, Book Hub. Um, so the Lonely Boys coming in November 24th. Uh, the launch will be, uh, I think it's planned to be in Waterstones on the 24th of November, which is a Thursday. Uh, but yeah, it's a book on mental health, kind of my own um, dealings with mental health struggles and how I kind of overcame different things. So they, I, really is, like, it, is it your own story? Start, yeah, 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 my own story. But done in, in, uh, in the form of short stories? Uh, no, it's... Um, it's a collection of essays. So okay. previously I would have had collections of short stories. So this is my first, my debut in nonfiction. So it's something well I'm really looking forward to, to getting out there. It's it's an exciting time. You might come time. back on and talk to us when, when the book is out. Oh, I'd absolutely love to. Oh, That'd be well, amazing. We, 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 I would would love to review and have a chat with you about that. And then also, did I read somewhere you're going to be a writer in residence in Spain? Yeah, that's correct. Um, October, just for a week in October. So I applied for it last January, got awarded it just, I think it was towards the end of June. So yeah, I'll be, it's a place called Olet. Uh, it's just north of Barcelona, about an hour north of Barcelona. So yeah, they basically will look after me for the week so I can concentrate on writing something new. Fantastic. Well done, well done. Listen, <laughs> continue good luck with your writing and it's amazing what, what you're doing for uh, Sea Change as one of their ambassadors. Uh, we wish you luck on your continued journey, Dara. And thank you so much. I really enjoyed our chat. Thanks, Patricia. I really appreciate uh, it. Have good, good morning luck. to you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Have a good day. That is uh, Dara Fleming. What a lovely uh, young man. Just having that whole thing of just having a normal 
conversation around mental health. It is okay if you're struggling with your mental health or there's a member of your family that's struggling with your mental health. There's no shame and we shouldn't be ashamed and we shouldn't, there's no shame around talking about it either. So keep a lookout for the green ribbons. As I say, that particular green ribbon campaign, it's in its uh, 10th year and it runs throughout the month of September and the idea is that people should wear uh, green ribbons. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.